Today's episode of the Cannon Fire Podcast is brought to you by our friends over at Cool Towel. Cool Towel is an all-natural, instant cooling towel. No water, no refrigeration, no prep of any kind needed before use. Just take them out of the resealable pouch, shake it up, and it's good to go. When you're finished, put them back in the bag for use later on. It's that simple. You can find them online at cooltowel.com, and when you order, remember to tell them Rhett sent you. We need one! One day! One win! One family! One day! One win! One family! One time! We got one time to do this! Let me What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Cannon Fire Podcast here on YouTube and iTunes. We are back. And I mean, it's still the off-season, but we're getting to the exciting part of the off-season. And I mean, the teams, they're back, they're practicing every day. Training camp is just around the corner, and we've got some news for you on that. And we've just got a lot of things to get us excited to carry us into this 2018 NFL season. Welcome back to the show. I am your host, Rhett. Joined alongside me, as always, my co-host and good buddy. You can find him on Instagram, at BucksFootball. Mr. Bucks Football, Evan. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing quite well. How are you, my man? I'm doing good. And I say this this cautiously, but I'm doing better than I think I should be. Uh, because what we're going to do on the show today is we're going to pretty much wrap up the past few weeks of the Buccaneers franchise and and why for a lot of people that I know in particular, why a lot of people are just turned on to the upcoming 2018 season and pretty much all of them involving quarterback Jameis Winston. Now, if you guys have been living under a rock um, or you just haven't heard, or you've, or you're late to find out. Jameis Winston has been suspended for the first three games of the NFL season. Now, initially, it was a six-game suspension. He got lucky, only got three, and the Bucks organization is already catching hell from everybody. And I don't know how that's the organization's fault, but people are just bashing the NFL on Twitter, on Facebook, pretty much everywhere about only giving Jameis a three-game suspension. Now, Evan, I mean, if you just kind of want to run us through the ins and outs of, of what's going on, we're going to break this down point by point. Uh, but just kind of bring us up to speed on the whole Jameis situation. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, you know, it's a it's a sensitive topic to, to a lot of people. Um a lot of people are, you know, are really split on, on, on the whole situation. Uh, there's some that think that the Buccaneers should stick with Winston this season and, you know, and beyond. And, and there, there's some that want to trade for Nick Foles uh, and, and kick Winston to the curb. Um, you know, I mean, both both can be justified. Um, but, you know, I, the, the, the basic situation is that Winston was supposed to get a six-game suspension, but got a three-game suspension because he agreed to some terms. He agreed to one to not appeal, right? 
yes, he agreed to not appeal, and he agreed to write a, a, in his statement a, a apology to the uh, alleged victim uh, of the uh, of the incident. Um, that really turned people off because Jameis, it almost sounds like he admits to doing it, but it was required that he say those things. So he may... He may or may not think that he is actually guilty. You know, I mean, it, it is reported that that um, of course Winston was under the influence, under the influence, um, and, and was drinking heavily that night. You know, which, which you know a lot of people do, but it just so happened that when he drank, you know, he was not in a good state. He was not in a state to drive home, and that's why he chose the Uber. But he got a second Uber ride which was not part of what Ronald Darby or the third guy who ends up actually being in jail right now, he was, they weren't with him right then. So that would mean that the victim story is actually correct because she said that it was just Jameis in the front seat and he was the only passenger. Darby said, you know, I was with him. He was in the back seat. Jameis got in a second Uber. So that's what made many to believe that that he actually had had done it. Now, and, well, go ahead. And uh, when that news broke, and and basically had come out saying that Jameis, there was a second Uber ride that he really failed to mention. I was up in Pittsburgh when I had heard that news. I was surrounded by Steelers fans. So when I heard that news, and I was devastated, and and looked down at my phone, there was really nobody that I could go to for support, because you know. This did happen a couple of years ago, and I think a lot of people do forget that. But regardless, when you have facts like that come out on a story that, you know, with a player like Jameis Winston, your franchise quarterback can make or break your season, I, I had seen it, and I had just said, all right, here we go again, because every season it's it's got to be something. And uh, kind of going back to what you had mentioned earlier, you know, you had talked about a lot of people still being on Jameis's side and a lot of people wanting to kick him to the curb. I got to say, when it comes to the love-hate ratio, he's about 1-to-1, 50-50 right now on, on the fan approval rating. And I haven't seen that from the Bucks fan base in a very, very long time when it comes to a quarterback. You know, once Josh Freeman started to come out of his stride and, and miss team photos and he was on his downward spiral... I think most Bucks fans could agree and say, yeah, this, this guy's an asshole. But Jameis Winston, he's still very split, and I'm I'm Team Winston all the way. But it's just well, I mean, it's I a think, jarring situation, to say the least. I think it's split because I think they know how good he is. Um, that, that's, why, that's why I think it's split. Um, if, he wasn't, if he wasn't producing, then I, I think, you know, a lot – it would be probably – 90% of the fan base saying, okay, you you were probably weren't even going to hang on to this guy anyway after the season. You might as well let him go now. This is more of a reason. But since the fact that Jameis has been producing, I mean, you know, a lot of people have said, like a lot of Bucks reporters who follow the team thoroughly have said, you know, on the field, Jameis, okay, yeah, he hasn't lived up to the number one pick hype. But was he worth the number one pick? Yes. I mean, he's changed the culture in the locker room. He's brought the energy that this Bucks team needed, 
and he's the he. I, I'm sorry. I know some people might disagree with me, but you know he's the best quarterback this franchise has ever had. Uh, you know, if Doug Williams would have stayed with them way back when, it, that might be different. But he didn't, obviously. So, I mean, it's it. Or if Steve Young, you know, didn't get traded, but that's a, a different <laughs> story for today. Um, but you know, I think it's it split like that because of that with Josh Freeman. He was starting to struggle. It was something with, the, you know, that was like mental, you know. Yeah. A lot of people still don't know the facts of what exactly happened. Him and Greg Schiano did not have a good relationship. It was leaked that Greg Schiano might have leaked stuff about Freeman because he liked Mike Glennon. And that was just a, that was just the whole situation. They they, they took away his, his captain but before the 2013 season. Um, apparently... I don't know the story, but I've been told there was an incident with something with it involved Josh Freeman, and it was the day before 2013, week one versus the Jets. It was the night before something had happened. I don't, or I don't know exactly what, but I've, I've been told that something did happen and it involved Josh Freeman. I don't know who else involved or anything, but it did involve Josh Freeman. But, you know, back to Winston. Um you know, he, he doesn't really seem to have mental problems. I mean, that's not, you know, that's not the problem here. The, the problem here is, is a maturity factor and is a have you learned from your mistakes because of his past. If he doesn't have the past that he has, I don't think this is, I mean, it's a big deal, but I don't think people are saying cut him as much, you know. You don't think this is going to make or break him in the league. This won't be the incident that pushes him over the edge. Well, I, yeah, I don't. I I think he's mentally strong. I don't. I don't think. I think he's still focused on on being the best quarterback for the Bucks that he can be. I think he's still focused on on winning at, at all costs. Um, James, the Jameis Winston, the football player, is not going to change. You know what? I, I you know in this, I should freaking quote this: Jameis Winston, the football <laughs> player. Jameis Winston, the football player, is not going to change. Jameis Winston, the man, has to change. And he does have to change because if you guys hadn't uh, hadn't seen it, Jameis did welcome a baby boy just a couple of days ago. Him and his fiance. And yes, it was he did. A July Fourth birthday. Um, I don't think so. I think the due date was July Fourth. I believe it was like June 29th, I think the date was. But they oh, just really? brought him home. I think. Okay, because I I'd seen the Instagram post about July Fourth, but. That didn't look like a fresh out of the womb baby, so I'll, I'll take yeah. your word for it. Maybe it was a week yeah, old I mean, baby at that I point. I mean, they, I mean, they weren't, you know, Brian or I, I'm sorry if I mispronounced her name, but she was Brian. She wasn't even at the hospital when they were taking the picture, so I <laughs> doubt that it was. It, she was born on, on he was born on July fourth, and of course, uh, a, a Nancer, I, I believe it is, um, a, a Nancer Malachi Winston. Uh, an answer because of his father, it's his father's name, Winston's father's name, and Malachi because it's one of their favorite things, verses in, in the Bible. So um, that that's the story behind the name. Okay, um, so Malachi. <laughs> yeah. Malachi. Yeah. I was thinking some sort of salsa, like Malachi? Yeah, what am I saying? <laughs> um, anyways, um, yeah, so just like yeah, you brought up, I mean, that, that changes a, a human, you know. That that changes somebody's life big time. Yeah, I mean that's that's one that's one of the biggest changes you can have. I mean, ever since this incident, I mean, you got to think he's gotten engaged and he's gotten a, a, a kid, you know. And 
I mean, yeah, you, you, you brought up. People seem to forget this happened two years ago. Two, almost three. Almost three years ago. So, I mean, I, okay, yeah, he does need to mature, but I think he's already matured more than people think. Because I got a lot of people telling me, oh, man, I, I really thought we were past this with Jameis. I thought he was done with this. I can't believe this is happening right now. It, it didn't happen right now. Right. Was it, was it a horrible thing? Yes, absolutely. I'm, we're not we're here right now with this podcast. We're not saying that what he did or allegedly did is 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 right because it's completely wrong and and and, and despicable. But you know, don't don't sit here and act like it just happened yesterday. You know, and and don't call him a a, hor- a horrible human being. And I think that 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 results from his past. You know, but um, yeah. Bottom line: three game suspension. You know, you got the Saints week one in New Orleans, the Eagles week two, and the Steelers week three. And the man who's going to lead the Bucks in those games is none other than <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick. So, I mean, I think we should it's magic, segue, baby. segue it over a bit more. Um, I, I think it's time to, to talk about uh, how Fitzmagic is going to be able to, we're going to try to uh, save the Bucks season, basically. And uh, I really like the way you put the tail end of that Jameis Winston situation. I really like the quote that you had. And uh, one more thing to just kind of go over, and some positive news out of the out of the the Winston camp here is uh, we're seeing a lot of support from the locker room who who are behind Jameis. You know the the organization has come out and already made an official statement. Yada yada yada. The same thing you see for any team's official statement. Um, but you haven't seen a whole lot of the players come out unless you've been looking uh, at interviews and Twitters. And any Buck player that appears on any show or is interviewed, Deshaun Jackson on TMZ, they're going to be asked about. They're going to be asked about Jameis Winston, and the reasons for that is obvious. But as we saw on Twitter with linebacker Quan Alexander and wide receiver Chris Godwin, players have been coming out showing support. For Jameis, and the same can now be said about tight end Cameron Brait. Now, Cameron Brait was on the Blitz, as you had mentioned, with Brady Quinn and Brian Custer on Sirius XM, and he pretty much came to the defense uh, of Jameis. And you know, he had said, "For myself, all of my interactions with Jameis have been awesome. I'm I'm pretty close with him. You know, we hang out outside of football. I truly enjoy spending time with him." And I remember him saying, "He's the kind of guy you want to associate yourself." with and I think that's one of my favorite things to hear about that because whether we like it or not Jameis Winston is going to be leading this team and you want guys around him who are willing to listen and I guess just enjoy his company in a weird way so it's really good to see a lot of these guys coming out and have his back and Deshaun Jackson also on on TMZ came out and and, uh, supported him oh yeah Oh yeah, he he's he's a good kid. He's got some learning to do, and as far as the NFL goes, I have seen one more strike, and he could be facing a ban. But you know, we'll worry about that, that, that if yeah. yeah if we ever get to that, we'll worry that about that. Case. But right now, well, one more strike, and and the thing that has to happen is one more strike. He's gone for a year, and he has to apply to be reinstated. So that's hmm. what would happen if he would. He'd be suspended for a whole year, and then he would have to reapply to, to be reinstated, uh, just like Josh Gordon was a few years back. 
So there's the official word regarding Jameis Winston and his situation. But let's not focus on that. As you had mentioned, let's focus at the start of this 2018 season and how Ryan Fitzpatrick, Fitzmagic. Of course. Did you expect anybody else? Is going to bring us is going to bring home a, a satisfying performance. Now, we had attempted to do our season predictions show a couple of weeks ago. It didn't yeah, end up happening. We got cut off about halfway. But one of the things, one of the things I remember you saying, and I guess we'll just put it out there: Week one on the road without Jameis, you still believe the Bucks are going to beat New Orleans? Yeah, uh, I do. Um, I think this group is is motivated. Um, I think. I think the defense is going to be a big reason why. I, I do. I think the defense has that that right mindset now. They got rid of the Chris Bakers. You know, they got rid of the guys. You know, I love Robert Ayers' attitude, but Robert Ayers isn't right now. He's not a better football player than Vinnie Curry or Jason Pierre-Paul. Um, so, yeah, I think they've upgraded. Um, I think they've upgraded, and I think they've upgraded not only in talent, but also in, in the mind. And and in, and that's going to sound weird coming from a, a football team, but but that mindset, that that win at all costs, be nasty, that kind of mindset. I mean, these guys, it, everybody, Rick Stroud was, was you know uh, joking around with with the whole chip carriers thing because all all of the guys that they brought in this year have mentioned the same thing. There's a there's a chip on my shoulder. Jason Pierre Paul, there's a chip on my shoulder. Vinny Curry, there there's a chip on my shoulder. They're they're all pissed because they're freaking they were released from their teams or, or traded. JPP's and, got a couple of chips on his fingers. Oh boy. Well uh, well as long as that those chips get eight at least eight sacked, I'm fine with it. <laughs> um, you know, so I think that this team is motivated. I think, you know, Fitzpatrick, the weapons are there for him on offense. I mean, we've said it time and time again. I think the running game's going to be improved, and I think the offensive line's going to be a bit better. Um, will it be easier? No, it's definitely going to be a harder game to win with Fitzpatrick. But I still think that they're going to do it. And here's the thing you know a lot of people see these first three games we've gone over this before you can't worry about these first three games because not only is it the very beginning of the season but we have seen that (laughs) whether you like it or not ryan fitzpatrick is semi-capable in short-term positions you look at what he did last year in five games he threw seven touchdowns and three interceptions, and I'm pretty sure he threw for over a thousand yards. I think it was like eleven hundred and six. It, it was, it, it was somewhere last year. The guy can play, and he understands and has a knack for the game of football. We've seen it before, and we've seen him produce. I'll always remember enjoying watching him almost come back against Arizona. You know, he didn't win the game, no, but he came back from a pretty big deficit where I wanted to turn the game off at halftime, and I remember keeping up with him, and that's what Ryan Fitzpatrick can do. Imagine what he can do with a more established receiving core than he was playing with last year. They're going to be using Chris Godwin more. Deshaun Jackson is hopefully going to be put into the mix a little bit more. You've always got Mike Evans. You've got a lot of guys in there ready to make some plays happen, and I just... 
And a better run game. Exactly. You've got Ronald Jones and whoever's going to be starting across from him. Maybe they're going to be – I'm pretty sure they're going to run that two running back set it's that they Peyton normally Barber. do. Yeah, it's Peyton Barber. Okay, so it'll be Peyton Barber and Ronald Jones. And fun fact about Rojo, I don't know if you saw, but Madden 19, he is the fastest rookie running back. I did, 93 speed. The only problem is they said, like, yeah, he's the fastest. They said, but he, his blocking is, like, atrocious. <laughs> so so for all you Madden players out there, uh, always send Ronald Jones out on screens and don't have him ever really block for your quarterback. Oh, dude, screens – Screens are like the cheapest play in Madden online now. I I still play Madden every once in a while, but the screens always tear me up. They're so cheesy. But bringing up the Fitzpatrick numbers, I've got them here. So I, I, was, I was right. Seven touchdowns, three interceptions, 1,103 yards, and he completed 58.9% of his passes. That was good enough to rank him as the 21st best passer in the league according to Pro Football Focus, ahead of the likes of Deshaun Watson, who only played a couple of games, Kirk Cousins, and Derek Carr. He was just two spots behind Winston at 19th overall. You could easily make an argument that Fitz is the best backup quarterback in the league. Just for clarification, I do not believe that to be the case after Nick Foles' Super Bowl victory. I I think Nick Foles has (laughs) pretty much got that wrapped up. He's got a Super Bowl MVP. However, when you compare each quarterback's three starts during the regular season, the numbers aren't that far off. Foles did just enough to help the Eagles win against the Rams after replacing Carson Wentz. Mm -hmm. And sure, he had a stellar game against the 31st-ranked Giants defense, but he quickly collapsed against the Oakland Raiders and didn't do a damn thing in his short time against the Cowboys. says here Nick Foles completed 46.9% of his passes for 202 yards, one touchdown and two interceptions in his last five quarters of play during the regular season. Overall, excluding the postseason, Foles scored worse during the regular season than Fitzpatrick per Pro Football Focus. Now, Pro Football Focus doesn't determine, I mean, I guess it does, but it's not going to determine how you're going to feel about that guy taking the helm of your team for three games. But I, I just, I think the weapons are there. And I think, as we've, as we've mentioned before, football is a team sport. And you look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers compared to last year, they fixed the holes everywhere else on that team to do well. And if that defense goes out there and does its job, just like you're saying it will, then I think we should be in, in okay shape. I think Fitz can lead us 1-2. and two. I don't see an 0-3 start. I really don't. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's not going to be easy. It it just isn't, you know. These these teams. I mean, you know, I don't know if you saw that tweet or not. This is the the literally the hardest three game stretch to open up the season of any team in NFL history. Um, you know, the Saints went eleven and five last year. The Eagles went thirteen and three, and I believe the Steelers went twelve and four. Um, I mean, those are three teams, three Super Bowl contenders, you know. I mean, this is, and one of them's on the road. So in a, in a loud dome, which is, you know, that dome is is uh, definitely definitely a tough place to play. I mean, everybody says it. Uh, but, you know, like I said, I just think it's, it's a different mindset. That's all. You know, um, it's definitely going to be interesting. But as long as Fitzpatrick takes care of the ball 
And I think the big key, the biggest key is the running game, you know. Um, I mean, it is. If the running game picks up right away, I could easily see this team beating the, the Saints and maybe a team like the Steelers. I mean, I, I'm, I'm being honest here. I could easily see this team being 2-1 and one if this running game gets going fast. Um, but will it happen? I, I personally don't think so. I think with, with Ronald Jones being a rookie, I think it's going to take a few weeks. And, um, Especially and then, starting against New Orleans. Yeah, well, I mean, they don't have the, the stellar defensive front, but they're still good defensively. Um, and then you got the, the Eagles, who have a very good defensive front. And then I think the Steelers are probably the worst defense you're going to play out of those three games. So, I mean... That's a, a weird of... statement. <laughs> I never thought I'd hear that come out of yeah. anybody's mouth. The Steelers are going to be the worst defense you play at that point. Yeah, and that, well, I mean, and the Saints are going to be one of the best. I mean, the Saints defense, Jesus. The Saints defense has been horrible since, like, 2013. That's why they go 7-9 and nine every year, because... Yeah, Drew Brees throws four touchdown passes and no picks, but the Saints defense gives up 40 points. So, I mean, you know, it's – but the defense is getting better with Marshawn Lattimore and, you know, uh, Marcus Williams, uh, you know, a lot of different guys. Um, but, back, you know, back to the Fitz thing, just take care of the ball and hand it off. Those, those are the two keys. Think will be a big help if, if Carson Wentz doesn't play, but well, yeah, that that's remained to be seen. Um, if you do that, I could easily see it being two and one. I mean, if they, like I said, if Rojo and and Peyton Barber come out and they're a good, good two one punch, one two punch, and Fitz takes care of the ball, I you know I'm gonna say it seems to be two and one, but I just don't think that's gonna happen. So I'm sticking with. You know, a win at New Orleans and then two losses versus the Eagles and the Steelers, but that's okay because then you got your your starting quarterback coming back, and you're hoping that and the the roughest part of your schedule is out of the way now, so you're hoping that you're going to be able to, to rebound just enough. So just got to believe in some in some Fitz magic. And and speaking of believing, you know, I, I like to agree with you about the New Orleans game. I think that's a game that can be won. But I'd mentioned before, I see a 1-2 and two start. You're starting against the NFC South champions, the winners of the division last year on the road. That's going to be a tough game. So that's not the game I see the Bucks coming out and winning. And I, I got to say, the game that I do see us winning is going to be against the Steelers on Monday Night Football. Now, we've seen the Bucks are pretty good at staying involved in the football game on prime time other than playing Atlanta what was it four or five years ago now well playing Atlanta for as long as they don't play Atlanta on Thursday night they're good <laughs> because remember that they played Atlanta last year on Monday night and almost won James Winston played a, a heck of a performance exactly exactly you're not going to have Jameis but here's how I can see this game going our way it's all going to depend on what you were talking about and that's the ground game if Ronald Jones can come out and be the running back that we know he can be and pretty much establish how things are going to work by week three, I think it's going to be easily uh, at least 100 yards on the ground and a W in Raymond James. Keep that in mind. On primetime in Tampa, I think it's going to be a game to watch if you're going to tune into any of those three games this season. And if you don't, then you're missing out. But 
Well, I mean, I think the defense has to step up that game too because oh, yeah. that, that that's going to be the best offense they play. And, and that's what out of, out of the three games, that'll be the best offense they play. And that's what we had been talking about on the season prediction show not that long ago was how this game against Pittsburgh is really going to be a test for that fresh secondary back there to see how these guys can hang with receivers like Juju Smith-Schuster, Antonio Brown. You know, oh, he's yeah. got big Tony tight Brown, ends going out there as well. I'm it's, pretty sure Antonio Brown can play a little bit of football, can he? Yeah, yeah. I've heard some special things about that Antonio Brown guy. I don't know what it is, but we'll see. We'll see. I'm excited for that game. I think you guys should be too. And the end is not near. Now, before we switch topics here, let's talk about the worst case scenario. Something that nobody wants to talk about, but we're going to talk about it here. Let's talk about what happens if the Bucks start 0-3. Because in the NFL, if you start 0-3, it's practically a death sentence. Mm-hmm. So what happens if Ryan Fitzpatrick comes out throws six interceptions in three games, and the Bucks go winless when Jameis comes back? Well, I mean, that's simple. Winston has to save the Bucks season. I mean, that's just, I mean, he has to play, he has to play great. It's, you know, if they want to make the playoffs, he has to play great. Because, I mean, you're still going to lose some games. But that, that game for Winston coming back, the Bears game week four, that's a winnable game. If you're 0-3, you got to win that game. If you don't win that game, the season's over. You know, if you do not come out, if you go 0-3 but you, and you lose the Bears the next week, you're done. Um, after that, you know, you beat the Bears week four. You got a bye week, week five. You know, Jameis can get it's getting more acclimated after being off for three weeks. Um, yeah, you know, Atlanta, it's in Atlanta, which is tough. But, I mean, winnable game, division game, yeah. You know, Cleveland, winnable game. Cincinnati, winnable game. So, you got to win. I mean, Atlanta, I think they're going to end up losing. They, they, they have trouble beating Atlanta in Atlanta. But you got to win the winnable games. And that game versus Chicago, that will determine their season. Because if they're 0-3, they're, not, they're almost out, but not quite. If they lose to Chicago and drop to 0-4, they're done. I mean, I don't, I don't see any way, and I think Dirk Cutter would have lost the locker room, and I think the Bucks probably win four games. Oh. Pro- probably, I, I think so. If they end up going zero and four, probably end up winning four games. You, you got to think that'd be going four and eight, you know. And you got you got the Browns, who I think you could probably beat. You got the Bengals, who I think you probably beat. You got the Panthers, I think you could probably beat them once. And you might have, like, the Redskins or, like, the Giants, one of those teams that, that you could probably beat. Other than that, though, I because I just think – I say 4-12 and 12 if you go 0-4. Oh because if you go 0-4, oh the confidence is shot. Right. So now, that, 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 that's why I say that. But hopefully it doesn't go to that, you know. Now, here's something else. Here's an end-of-the-season scenario. This is going to be a make-and-break season for a lot of people. We've been talking about it for a while. Jameis is obviously going to be under the radar a little more than he's this ever is, been. Yeah, this is it for him. If, if he doesn't perform, if he doesn't perform this season, he's gone. Yeah. Okay. So let's come up with a couple of makeshift scenarios here. Let's say Jameis has a Pro Bowl season, but the Bucks go nine and seven and miss the playoffs. What They're happens? all back. They're all back. Coaching staff and all. Yeah. 
that that that's a winning season, and your franchise quarterback with missing three games made the Pro Bowl. They're all back. Okay. All right. Let's say. So okay, let me get your input on it. What what what's gonna have to happen where we see a situation where Dick uh, Jesus Dirk Cutter and Mike Smith are gone? <laughs> um, I think it would. Well, okay. Are you talking about full cleaning house, like front office and everything like that, or are you just talking about coaching staff? Uh, in this situation, I'm just talking coaching staff. I'm talking. I'm talking. What record and missing the playoffs? Seven and nine. Seven and nine, they stay. Seven and nine, they go. They okay. have to. They, eight and eight. Oh, somebody's shooting fireworks. Um, <laughs> they 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 have to. They they have to get to the eight and eight to, to stay. And even then, if the defense is like shaky, I could easily see them getting rid of Mike Smith. Um, I could easily see that the Glazers coming to Cutter and say, "Hey, we're not going to fire you, but we are unless you fire Mike Smith." If you don't fire Mike Smith, you're gone too. But if mm. we will, we will keep you if you fire Mike Smith. Um, if they if they go nine and seven, I don't think it matters. I think they're all back. And obviously, if they may make the playoffs, they're definitely all back. Um, I think it's gonna. I, I don't know if you have any more scenarios, but I think it's gonna be a bit tougher for Jason Light to go. <laughs> no, not on tap for right now. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the team would have to struggle a bit more for Jason Light to to be gone. All right. All right, so let's shift gears a little bit in something we're all obviously excited about. Training camp is coming up. Hold on, Red. Hey, and, hey, hey. You know, it's it's hot. It's hot. No, I was going to say, you know what you know what training camp means? It, it means that that heat is, is really going to be bad. I, yeah. I mean, if you're in the Florida summertime, and the worst part is that my Jeep actually right now doesn't have AC. So let me oh, tell you guys geez. how it feels. How do you keep cool, cool then if you don't have an AC? Oh, well, if I got some news for you, you guys can check out our buddies over at CoolTowel.com. CoolTowel is an all-natural instant cooling towel, and I can vouch for these things. These towels are awesome. As I mentioned before, my Jeep doesn't have AC, so when I drive home from work, it's pretty hot. I get out from driving for about 10 minutes, and my back is soaked with sweat. I really got to spend some money on that AC, but, you know, things happen. Now... The day that I had first gotten one of these cool towels, I, I took it out of the bag and said, you know what, let me give it a shot. Because if I'm going to plug it on the show, I'm going to use it and I'm going to make sure that it works. Because you can't sell people bad things. Let me tell you, this thing kept me cool the entire drive home. And the best part about them is they're reusable. You fold it back up, put it up in the pouch, and you don't have to keep it in the freezer. You don't have to keep it in the fridge. You just hang on to it. I pulled it out the next day and I used that cool towel all week. Five days, five trips home, and about a 45-minute drive in 95-degree Florida weather. And if that doesn't convince you that these things work, then I don't know what will. But make sure you check them out at CoolTowel.com, and we'll have some more info on some fun things coming up with them sometime soon on the show. Now, moving into training camp, Evan. What's with training camp? I, I don't know. I don't know. That's 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 uh that's your boat. Well, well, obviously everybody knows training camp is. I mean, we're already in July, so um, I believe I'm not exactly sure the exact date to players report. It might be July 25th or 26th. I want to say. Um, I actually feel like it's the 27th, 
But um, the Bucks don't have their rookies and, and veterans going in at different separate dates. They're all going on the same date, I believe. Um, I think veterans and, show up a day later. And maybe it's some some teams do it. Some some teams do that. Some teams don't. It all it all depends on on what the coaching staff wants to do. Um, but this training camp, you know, normally I'm I'm on the page, I'm on Twitter, I'm looking for for you know clips of, of plays when they're doing scrimmages. I'm you know I'm watching watching the the stick carriers, uh, you know, chant uh, everybody's name and stuff. This year, it's going to be a little bit different. This year, I'm going to have the opportunity to to bring you guys, fans of the Cannon Fire podcast, fans of Bucks football, whatever, to bring you guys those videos from my personal cell phone, you know. And that means, that can only mean one thing, Rhett. Well, I live in Pennsylvania. How am I going to do that? <laughs> wow. Well, I am thankful to Pewter Report which is a sponsor of the Bucks football fan page. Uh, go check out pewterreport.com. They got a lot of stuff going on. Um, always, you know, Bucks news 24-7. Doesn't matter. You know, they're not, they're not, taking, they're not taking many days off, if any days off. Um, thankful to, for pewterreport.com to allow me to be able to experience Buccaneers training camp. That's right. I'm, I'm going to be flying down to Tampa Bay and – Going to training camp for a few days. I'm getting media access. I'm going to be on the field. I'm going to be interviewing with some players, talking, talking with some guys. Um, I'm going to be with the Peter Report guys and um, Rhett. Who, you know, who might be joining me? Um, I, I got to say the offer's up in the air. We got to see what happens. But guys, we might be there. Both Evan and I. For Buccaneers training camp. And what that means for you is exclusive content from Buccaneers training camp on the Cannon Fire podcast. And you can also find it at pewterreport.com as previously mentioned, an official partner. Very exciting times as we get closer to training camp. Because the greatest part of training camp is getting a look at how this team is going to be coming together. All the moves made in the offseason, all of the draft results, all of the guys finally being placed where they're typically going to be placed on the field, and you're seeing things come together for the first time in six to seven months. You haven't seen your team play. It's going to yep. be a very, very, very exciting time for yep. the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Cannon Fire podcast as we will Just have look. exclucive stuff going on Yeah, just for you guys. Yeah. For sure. I mean, maybe, you know, if we get some player interviews or coach interviews, we can put the audio file and put them on here. Who knows, you know? Um, I mean, yeah, I, I'm confirmed. I, I will be there uh, three days. I will three days, three training camp days. I will be there. No, there uh, is so um, there is a up? wing house about five minutes down the road from one big oh, place if you're sure. trying to hook up and get some wings one day. Oh, for sure. for uh, Absolutely. Um yeah. Hey guys. Yeah, we're Cannon Fire Podcast gonna be at the wing house. Let's go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, anyways, yeah, I am confirmed for three days, and Rhett may be there for three, two, one of them, something. We're gonna try to work something out to get both of us there at the same time, bringing you guys the the best Bucks coverage there. Besides, of course, Peter Fort, who's gonna be you know basically our partner in crime with us. But uh, yeah, like I said, thanks again to Peter Fort for allowing this to even be possible without them it wouldn't be possible so 
very thankful, very thankful for Trevor Sikama, uh, Scott Reynolds, Mark Cook, all the, all them guys that are a few report. Go ahead and check them out for sure. Um, I'm sure you already have, but if, if you haven't today, go ahead and check it out. There's probably a new story. <laughs> very exciting things going on as we head into the season and with the Cannon Fire podcast. Now, bud, we do have some Bucks news, nothing that's really breaking. Uh, guard J.R. Sweezy has been released. If you guys hadn't seen that, um, I had seen someone joke around. I don't remember exactly who, but they, they had joked and called him I.R. Sneezy. Oh, man. <laughs> but J.R. Sweezy, it's going to save the Bucks some money. Uh, what's going on with that, Evan? Uh, yeah, um, this, this move came as kind of, it's going to be sound weird, kind of a, a surprise but no surprise move. I was surprised kind of at the timing of it, but I wasn't surprised that they did it. Um, that they The Bucks like Caleb Beninock, and they like Alex Kappa, who they project as more of a guard. Um, I, I, I believe they project as more of a guard, or maybe DeMar Dotson's replacement right tackle in the future. But, yeah, J.R. Sweezy's gone. It's a shame. Uh, the Bucks do save some money. Uh, I believe they save about $6 million. And a lot of people were saying, well, then why didn't you Why didn't you do that so you could have more cap space to sign free agents in March? If they would have cut him in March, they wouldn't have saved $6 million. They had to wait until, I believe, June 1st to do it. Um, and and that's, that's when they could have done it. Um, I believe, yeah. I don't know if it was exactly June 1st, but it was a certain date in the summertime that they had to wait to. And then they could have done it with, with getting off the hook. Um, but, yeah, J.R. Sweezy's gone. It's a shame because I really thought he was going to be a good – player but the injury bug hit him pretty hard and offensive linemen the, the big thing is you know their arms their neck and their back um if, if you know if any of those go it, it's very difficult to, to be an offensive lineman in, in the nfl and jr sweezy had back problems i mean he missed all 2016 he came back 2017 and and did decent but then started to struggle and got injured again so uh, just, just some bad luck for, for J.R. Sweezy. Bad luck for J.R. Sweezy, but again, the Bucks saving a little bit of money. And other than that, but I really can't think of any other Bucks news that's been floating around. I think we got most of it covered for this yeah. week. Well, also, just to let you guys know, Caleb Beninock is expected to be a starter for, to fill in for Sweezy um, at, at guard this season. So it's expected to be the guards are Caleb Beninock, Ali Marpet. And the center's Ryan Jensen. So that that's what the interior offensive line is projected to look like. Now, like I said, we haven't even been to training camp. Maybe Alex Kappa beats out Caleb Benock in training camp. Who knows, you know? So um, but but if if he is beating him out, you're gonna know because I'm gonna report it. So because I'm gonna be, <laughs> be there. We might even have some official video of it here Maybe. on the channel. But ladies and gentlemen, that's just about gonna do it for this week's episode of the Cannon Fire Podcast. Thank you guys so much for checking it out. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube as well. And check out our sponsors, Cool Towel at CoolTowel.com and our partners in crime, Pewter Report at PewterReport.com. You can follow the show on Instagram at Cannon Fire Podcast and make sure you follow the number one Bucks page on Instagram at Bucks Football. It's been a pleasure. Hope to see you guys again a little bit soon and a little bit more timely than what we're used to. But thank you guys. Season predictions are coming, we promise. Exactly. The next show is going to be the 2018 season prediction show. So stay tuned for that. Thank you guys for hanging out. Remember, the Eagles suck and the Bucks do not. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. 
You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.